welcome to IOM3 Investigates, the podcast series of the Institute of Materials, Minerals and Mining. We are one of the UK's major science and engineering institutions and our activities are focused on the promotion and development of all aspects of the materials cycle. These include the science, design, engineering and technology of materials, minerals and mining and their practical applications. We facilitate qualifications, professional recognition and development, share knowledge and provide networking services to a global membership and wider community. The Institute of Materials, Minerals and Mining is the global network for the materials cycle, promoting sustainability and greater circularity in the extraction, processing and use of natural resources. As we approach the Glasgow Climate Summit, or COP26, in late 2021, it has never been clearer how vital it is for humanity to tackle the climate change we are causing. Professionals in materials, minerals and mining have a vital part to play in the essential transition to a low carbon and resource efficient society. From the 6th of September to the 10th, IOM3 is organising its Sustainable Future Week to highlight and showcase this key role. As part of this week, we asked a number of our active supporters and volunteers to give their thoughts on the role IOM3 members can play in driving the transition to a low carbon, resource efficient society. Martin Jones, Chair of the Student and Early Career Committee, Neil Glover, President of IOM3, and Matteo Riva of Rena Consulting had this to say. I believe we all have a part to play in the transition to a low carbon, resource efficient society. But given the breadth of the IOM3 membership base and the depth of our knowledge in key areas, right from extractive technologies to materials manufacturing and processing to recycling and reuse and not forgetting energy, I believe IOM3 professionals need to step up and take a fundamental role in what will undoubtedly be the greatest challenge of our lifetime. It's clear that the skills of professionals within IOM3 have a major role to play. From the sustainable extraction, processing and supply of raw materials, through their performance enabling decarbonisation technologies, to their reuse, recycling or safe disposal within a circular economy. All skills and sectors represented by our institute will be key contributors. Materials science and engineering throughout the life cycle and across IOM3 member interests is central to meeting the challenge of sustainability. IOM3 professionals are in a unique position to promote the transition towards a more green society. As highly skilled professionals in the cutting-edge field of material research, IOM3 members are in a unique position to promote the change that is necessary to achieve a real impact on society. IOM3 and its members will keep playing a key role in shaping an increasingly sustainable society. IOM3 is above all a network of professional people serving the public good. Amy Goodall, Vice Chair of the Student and Early Career Committee, makes the link to the transition. I think people are one of the most important parts of this transition. The network of people from different disciplines is a great asset and provides the opportunity to share ideas and best practices across all aspects of materials, minerals and mining. Promoting greater diversity across the sectors where IOM3 members work is also vital, according to Sarah Connolly, member of the IOM3 Advisory Council. I represent early career professionals and I'm so glad to see a real shift in culture being driven by these groups within the industries. A real diversification of thought, approaches being taken and different drivers to development and R&D. I really welcome the IOM3 support in facilitating this change of culture, supporting a much broader attraction of talent into these industries and highlighting these really important sustainability issues. And Nicole Lee, Chair of the IM3 Ethnic Minorities in Materials, Minerals and Mining Network, 
explain some of the benefits of greater diversity? I think it's very hard to quantify value that's associated with diversity. And in recent years, it has become better. They ha people have started acknowledging that diversity and inclusion is an important thing in the workplace, because if everyone in your team it comes from the same backgrounds in terms of cultures or class or education, then how are you supposed to have diversity of thought if everyone thinks the same thing? So I think it's important and really valuable for different people from different backgrounds to come into a company and offer a fresh perspective and just to capitalise on each of their experiences. Supporting professionals in materials, minerals and mining to maintain their skill levels and acquire new knowledge is a key part of what IOM3 does. Skills will be an essential part of the transition as Jude Allen, chair of the IOM3 Packaging Group and Jeremy Rathor, CEO of Cornish Lithium and a fellow of IOM3 set out. We need to make the transition to a low carbon resource efficient society as quickly and effectively as possible, which requires change of thinking, system change, innovation and commercialization, all of which need skills, training and expertise. IOM3 professionals have that expertise. They can support each other within the networks across the Institute and they can develop the training to help to fill the skills gap. I think it's really imperative that institutions like IM3 encourage government to give more support, give more financing, and make students recognise, young students recognise how exciting a career, actually geoscience, hydrometallurgy, extractive metallurgy uh, really is. It's not a dirty industry, it's a vital industry to the transformation to renewable energy. So what about the different technical areas of IM3 member interests? Each of them has a role to play. Here is Fiona Sesford from SRK, a Chartered Environmentalist and Fellow, explaining responsible mining. We think it's about showing how mining can promote and support the delivery of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, or, or SDGs. There, there is no doubt that mining, if poorly managed, has the potential to impact on people's human rights and, and result in significant harm to the biophysical environment. But over the last 20 years since, um, or even 30 years since the Rio Declaration and things like the Mining Minerals and Sustainable Development Report, we, we've seen massive positive changes within the industry. So looking for an actual definition, I spotted some words by the Initiative for Responsible Mining Assurance who state that responsible mining is a world where the mining industry respects the human rights and aspirations of affected communities provides safe, healthy and supportive workplaces and minimizes harm to the environment and leaves positive legacies. I do think that it also involves all the parties throughout the, the industry. So that's mining companies, governments, investors, beneficiators, manufacturers, all being transparent about their respective ESG activities to build trust. In, in the industry. And lastly, it also means looking for opportunities for continuous improvement, whether that's ensuring a positive social legacy or improving energy efficiency with the aim of becoming carbon neutral. Another link between mining and sustainable development is the use of mine water heat, according to Mike Scott of the London College, an IM3 Advisory Council member. I think also there is an opportunity for um, thermal capture. Um, of course, we're currently using things like old disused mine shafts for um, th thermal processing and uh, district heating and the like. We asked Jeremy Rathall what an IM3 extractives conference in 10 years time might talk about. 
we'll see critical raw materials and battery metals as being one of the most important focus sectors for the UK economy. In fact, because, you know, we will be 10 years time, we'll have gone past the ban on electric vehicle, uh, sorry, on the sale of conventional uh, ICE engines, internal combustion engines will be into only selling electric vehicles. Therefore, the UK will, by definition, be building, hopefully, 1.5 million electric vehicles. We'll be consuming 55 to 60,000 tonnes of lithium. The foundation industries, cement, ceramics, chemicals, glass, metals and paper, are essential elements of the manufacturing supply chain. And IM3 members working in all those industries have a big role to play. Here are Diana Anderson of Solvay in the IOM3 Advisory Council, Sarah Connolly and Cheryl Pitt, Chair of the IOM3 Light Metals Group. I've spent most of my working life in the chemical industry and particularly in the last five years I've been very impressed how innovation schemes and environmentally targeted things can really encourage people to think about using less energy, using less resources, recycling more. I mean, when I first started work, the chemical industry was a horror for polluting and not caring about how much we used. That has definitely changed, but I think a lot of it has changed because we as individual employees have influenced people to say we don't agree with this, whether it be through unions, through trade bodies or just through our own individual voice. Professionally, I work with the foundation industry, the metals, glass, paper, cements, ceramics and chemicals industries. And here, energy and resource efficiency is our focus. The processing industries do have a large part to play in resource efficiency, but need all of our help in achieving. By engaging all IOM3 professionals in this role, innovation can be driven through supply chains in a cohesive effort, embracing this transition rather than relying upon the processing industries to transform alone on our behalf. Professionals in light metals are working towards achieving zero carbon in the value stream by considering recyclability in the design, manufacture and end of life of light metals components. And here is Chris McDonald, CEO of the Materials Processing Institute, a member of the IM3 Iron and Steel Group board. Well, I think it's really important that as the professional institution, IOM3 is providing the space for that debate. It's kind of the crucible for the debate. And actually we have seen that happen. So the Iron and Steel Society Board have run a very successful series of steel strategy seminars, generally about once every six months for the last few years, where many of the technologies that we've been talking about were introduced to the UK for the first time through that series of seminars. Um, but there's a, you know, there's a wider role as well, because the industry and their supply chains are reasonably fragmented. Um, and I know from my own experience, so I, I joined the Institute of Materials and my local society before I went up to university and I've been supported by the Institute for, uh, you know, for a couple of decades now throughout my career and I'm happy to, to, to give more back as well. I'm the one organising the events rather than going to them now. And that kind of that supportive network, that peer group network, um, people who are sharing skills that are kind of rare and valuable skills within the context of industry in the UK is incredibly important. So... I think continuing to provide that space for this debate and that support for people in the industry is vitally important. David Hughes, chair of the IOM3 Polymer Group, makes the point that material selection, use and disposal is a systems problem. He explains some of the implications for polymers and how IOM3 members are helped to address this. We all recognise that selection, processing, use and disposal 
of materials is a huge systems problem. And that's no more obvious than uh, in the Polymer Group, where I sit as chairperson currently. We work in a network of multidisciplinary communities and shared expertise, which within the polymer sector at the moment is absolutely key as we look to make informed decisions about material substitution in packaging, material substitution for light weighting in vehicles, high performance materials, these alternative materials and how these materials work together and the future of multi-material structures actually is just a multidisciplinary problem. The other thing I think that's really significant um, is uh, actually the rapid transition that's taking place within the polymer sector. Uh, and that means that we really need to be supporting members uh, in updating their CPD. And it's never been more important. Uh, and our members are leading this transformation. And I think the way the IOM3 works with its members uh, and with partner organisations um, to make sure that we're, we're supporting that transition to be as impactful uh, both in terms of our sustainability and in terms of our business models uh, is absolutely crucial and is making a difference in terms of how we take our next steps to a more sustainable future. Of course, materials are produced for a reason, for an application. Those applications cover the most mundane and the most exotic, and many of them take a large part in the low carbon and resource efficient transition. Here are some perspectives from Alice Robinson of Rolls-Royce, Jude Allen and Kate Fox, also of Rolls-Royce and a member of the IM3 Advisory Council, on some of them. Take nuclear fusion as an example. OK, I appreciate that we're not there yet and it's potentially some way away, but the potential for fusion is huge. No carbon emissions, good energy efficiency, abundant fuels and no radioactive byproducts. The only thing stopping fusion being totally radiation free is activation of the reactor materials. And that's where we as the IOM3 come in. The materials community is already working hard researching suitable, low or reduced activation options for structural materials. And for them to be successful, these materials need to be readily manufacturable through a sustainable means and be based upon feedstock, which can be efficiently extracted and processed. This may hinge on developments in mining technology and maybe even powder metallurgy, for instance. And whilst the exact solution is not perhaps clear yet, what is clear is that good technical people, which the IOM3 is full of, need to be working together and considering the full materials cycle to reach a solution which allows for great strides in the world's sustainable energy future. Using packaging materials well is a really important part of the transition to a low-carbon, resource-efficient society. Balancing out the reality versus public perception and communicating the reasons for the materials that are chosen. Packaging plays a hugely important role in reducing waste, especially food waste, and IOM3 professionals have a key role in delivering the best solution and busting some of the myths around the best or worst materials. Working in the aerospace industry, IOM3 professionals can have a big impact on both the performance of the products and the manufacturing process right back to the raw materials. We have a key role in supporting advanced materials to improve efficiency of the product and use of new technologies to support developments such as electrification, hybrid and hydrogen. In manufacturing, we can maximise opportunities for reduce, reuse and recycle to support net zero and ethical sourcing. Ambrose Taylor, chair of the IM3 Joining Technologies Group, points out how developments in joining and adhesion are helping the transition. All members develop new materials for use as adhesives, coatings and fibre composites. They also use these materials in diverse applications from infrastructure through vehicles to mechatronic systems. So our members are integral to the development of durable, lightweight and energy efficient structures. 
As an example, some of our members are using structural adhesives to join components, eliminating mechanical fasteners and hence minimizing weight, but also allowing thinner components to be used due to the reduction in stress concentration through the elimination of those fasteners. He also notes the importance of life cycle analysis and the growing use of natural materials, a point Chris Holland, chair of the IM3 Natural Materials Group, emphasizes. Our members are increasingly using life cycle analysis to reduce environmental impacts associated with all of the stages of the life cycle of their products. There's an increasing trend away from oil-based polymers and towards bio-derived polymers. They're also increasing the use of natural fibers and natural reinforcements to replace the current high energy content components. The IM3 is a professional body that brings together practitioners and researchers developing and adapting materials to provide solutions already developed by nature in the natural materials group. Once a product has reached the end of its useful life, how it can then be handled depends in large part on decisions taken by professionals in materials, minerals and mining and others higher up the value chain. Ambrose Taylor again. For the end of life of products, our members are developing novel methods of recycling to capture the materials for the manufacture of new products, hence retaining their value. For example, this can be methods to very quickly disassemble a vehicle for recycling by deactivating the strong adhesion that gave it its structural integrity. Professionals in materials, minerals and mining, in all guises, are key players in the transition to a low carbon resource efficient future. Chris Holland again. And I strongly believe that our members are the catalysts for this transition. Our enthusiasm and collective experience is the fuel, and together we will generate and deliver innovative, world-leading solutions to these problems. So why wait? Be a member, join us, and let's start the conversation. IOM3 is here to help all professionals in materials, minerals and mining. We provide access to technical content and learning, networking opportunities, professional recognition and qualifications, and a platform for sharing ideas. Finally, do come and participate in the Sustainable Future Week. As Sarah Carmody says, it's a fantastic opportunity to move the conversation on. I'm really looking forward to Sustainable Future Week to bring together different viewpoints and angles and start discussions on how we can collectively facilitate this transition. information about us visit iom3.org or to keep up to date with our latest news follow us on social media using at iom3 on twitter and at the institute of materials minerals and mining on linkedin if you're interested in our upcoming podcasts or want to get involved please subscribe to hear more from us through apple google podcasts or spotify 